0: Where will Nixon Zell fit on this roster? Will Jonathan India change positions? Is Spencer steer being penciled into the starting lineup already? Lots of questions were answered by David Bell that you need to hear. And we need to dissect on today's locked on reds. You are locked on reds, your daily Cincinnati reds podcast. And just like she said, you are locked on Reds. My name is Jeff Carr. I am the host of this Lockdown Reds podcast, co host of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Steve Offenbaker, my other co host, is currently uh, traveling back to Hawaii from a long weekend of Reds Fest and Bengals Chiefs. He'll be back with me tomorrow. Lockdown Reds is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks as always for making us one of your first listens of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. On today's podcast, David Bell spoke with the media at the winter meetings and he had a lot to say that is important for you and for me. He broke down a couple of positions, a couple of players and had some thoughts on the coaching staff as well. And I wanna dive into all of that. And we're going to start first with the role that Nixon Zell will have on this team. He is a guy that we've talked about this off season ad nauseum as, as far as the kind of guy of what are we going to get out of him? Last year was his healthiest season he's ever had. And it might've been one of his worst statistically. He was not a very productive hitter and out in the field he was, eh, he was okay. Statistics don't really back up the fact that he is a good center fielder. Maybe that he's an okay center fielder. But as far as this roster goes, Nixon Zell seems like the Reds roll of duct tape. You know, that you need to put a patch on something, go grab some duct tape, patch it up, and and we'll hopefully get a better fix later on. Nixon Zell's that roll of duct tape. But I would be surprised if the majority of the playing time that he receives this year is in center field. However, the interesting part about that is who else is going to play there? Well, I've got a thought about that coming up here in just a moment. But obviously, when you look at this roster, the most immediate need, the immediate uh, cause for duct tape is at center field. And um, David Bell said that, said, said as much. It, it,
1: it, it could be. I mean, right now, um, the way our team is today, a need in center field you know, and he's played well enough. I think he's learned a lot. Um, You know, a lot of it it has to do with his physical health and, and, you know, the kind of shape he's in. And when he's at his best, he can play a good center field. So right now, the need is kind of there, but we've kind of established that if if the need changes that, you know, he's ready to, to be moved around. But I don't, where we are today, I don't see that being the case. This was something that was talked
0: about toward the end of last year, moving Nixon Zell around, and then of course, he got hurt, so we never got to see that happen. And, and with the immediate need, and the key is immediate need. The Reds have not made a move just yet, but as far as the roster is concerned right now, sure, Nixon Zell can play in center field because, well, who else is going to play there? But with that being the immediate need, there's something you need to know. The Reds are actually in. They're they're in on some rumors when it comes to outfield free agents. In fact, Bobby Nightingale of the Enquirer reported that um, when it comes to those rumors, the Reds have contacted some free agent outfielders, at least according to uh, the Enquirer, and then also there was an article on ESPN.com talking about some different rumblings and some different rumors going around the winter meetings. And this links the Reds to Andrew McCutcheon. In fact, Andrew McCutcheon um, has drawn interest from the Dodgers, the Rays, and the Brewers as well as the Reds. Now it'd be interesting if McCutcheon goes to the Brewers after they just got Jesse Winker, but McCutcheon could play some center field, especially a great American ballpark where you don't necessarily have to be the most rangy center fielder out there. The interesting thing with that is the fact that the Dodgers, are in this rumor. Now that's not to say that the reds are completely out of the game with the Dodgers in it, but I kind of think it's something that I hearken back to when we talked about at the beginning of the offseason is guys, the reds are going to get out of free agency are guys that the contending teams are not looking at right now. And if the Dodgers are looking at Andrew McCutcheon, uh, that would seem to me that the reds are at least second on that list, if not third behind the Rays. But, I I still think the reds are going to bring in an outfielder and hopefully that outfielder does have some affinity at the center field position because yeah, there's a demand, but when we're talking about the duct tape, when we're talking about the guy that's going to hold things together until we figure things out, Nixon Zell, the, the supply there isn't necessarily meeting the demand either. As we learned at reds fest, Nixon Zell has had to use a scooter to get around for three months let that sink in for a minute he's not walked on both feet for three months now the ever optimistic doctor David Bell is not concerned
1: I hear you I mean it was tough to see him screwing around still that's how he left the season but um he's going to be walking in a couple weeks and once that happens it's going to go really fast so we're still What, four months away, close to four months away from opening day. So there is time for him to get get back. And he's done a great job of taking care of himself. He looks really good. I mean, it's tough to manage, you know, for anyone to manage their their weight and their, you know, physical conditioning when you, you can't run or do anything. So I give him a lot of credit. He's been, he's being tested right now and he's handling it really well. So he's, yeah, I expect him to be back on time.
0: All right. So he expects Nick Senzel to be ready for opening day. I I don't know. I think I would kind of temper that. It seems like Nick Senzel usually takes a little bit longer to recover from injuries, you know, no matter what the injury has been, than what David Bell has optimistically said. However, we we've, we've mentioned this before. I've talked about this last season, in that if you are taking your prognosis from David Bell, you're going to get the most optimistic version of that prognosis. So there's a chance Nick Zell doesn't even make the opening day roster because he's on the injured list or he's out in Arizona rehabbing and getting ready for the season. So I wonder about that a little bit. Nixon Zell has passed the point where we expect him to be one of the key contributors on this ball club. And I, I find it fascinating that I, I think he's almost replaced the role of Aristides Aquino as the guy who's just kind of here still. I think that they're still trying to recoup some value. I mean, number two overall pick, you really thought that this dude was going to help change the course of the franchise, and that's just not been the case. But at least for right now, whenever we're talking about Nixon, Zell, and where he fits on this roster, he's going to be the roll of duct tape. He's going to be the guy that helps get you to the permanent solution, whatever that may be, I just be, I'd be surprised at this point, if it's center field, I got to believe that with the reds having already made a move for backup catcher, their next move is going to be for an outfielder. And based on the moves that they made to acquire prospects and, and talent for the future, uh, centered around shortstop and wanting athletes and wanting to make this roster more fast and more athletic, I think they're going to put a premium on guys who can play in center field. You know, David Bell also talked about where Jonathan India will play next year, which answers a question that we've brought up and which positions are set or almost set as of right now, that's coming up right after this. But first today's episode is brought to you by bet online. When you're looking at uh, Aaron judge here, there's been a lot of rumors about where Aaron judge is going and bet online currently has it narrowed down to the Yankees and the giants. And they're both they both have the same odds at minus 120. Hope you took the Giants early because they're not as much of a value as they used to be. And I, along with our pal Sully over at Locked On MLB, have been telling you that Aaron Judge is going to the Giants. Just get ready for that. And you can find all the latest player developments like Aaron Judge and and where. Uh, in, where, uh, Dansby Swanson, where Carlos Correa, all those free agents are going to go. You can find that all at betonline.net, plus team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game that you can think of. And as always, bet online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there, including the World Cup that's continuing to go on. Yes, I know America's out of it, but hey, you know, they keep playing even if America's not in it. So, I guess that's why it's not that popular of a sport over here. It's the fastest and easy way. Speaking of bet online to check, uh, in on all of your favorite sports. And they even go as far as like boxing and MMA and golf and all that kind of great stuff. You can find it all at BetOnline.net by using your desktop or your mobile device and learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. Coming up tomorrow, we have a massive, guest on the show that you are not going to want to miss. You're going to want to make sure that you're subscribed. You're going to want to make sure that you're following the podcast because a massive, huge ginormous guest is going to be on tomorrow's show. All right. we've surmised a little bit about Jonathan India and the performances that he put up, especially defensively at second base this past year. And something that I said early on that, you know, I, I thought that the team, I thought that the reds would look at last season, the, the, the season that Jonathan India put together and conclude that injuries really hampered his results. That's exactly what David Bell said. In fact, at the winter meetings, whenever he was
1: asked if they were going to move India I, for Jonathan, he's in my mind, he's coming in to be our second baseman. Um, he had several injuries last year that he played through. Um, I think he learned a lot about how to keep his body healthy last year, um, and he looks great. He was in Cincinnati this weekend running sprints, and he looked better than he did the entire year last year. So he's a young player. He's plenty athletic. Um, you know He's determined to kind of maximize his range. So um, in my mind, he's our second baseman right now.
0: This doesn't totally surprise me. I know that we mentioned maybe moving him to left field, moving him to the outfield, but I think that according to the Reds and according to David Bell, the most value that he has for the team is at second base. So they're going to make sure that a healthy Jonathan India does not perform the same way that he performed in 2022. And we've said this before he went through multiple injuries. He had probably his healthiest stretch there was July and August. And then after the field of dreams game, when he had that compartment syndrome, it just, it was done at the, that was it. That was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. He fought through those injuries. He played the rest of the year, but he just, he looked like a shell of himself, but we're still considering him at second base as what David Bell just said. So looking at that and with India at second, who else? on this team is either set what positions are set what players are set as far as like playing every day and things like that um or who's set in stone or who's close to it and why is spencer steer one of those guys
1: there's still questions you know some are based around health some are based around you know guys come in and just surprise you um you know i think we got a pretty good sense of uh who guys were last year like a a guy like Spencer Steer came in and, um, you know, even though it was only a couple months, like I think that really sets him up for year two. Um, you know, I think he's going to factor in. Um, you know, I think he's going to get a good look probably at third base. Um, um, Jonathan India, I mean, he, <laughs> he's determined to have a better year than his rookie season this year, so we expect that to happen. Um, Joey... The way he's talking, like he's ahead of schedule, so you know, obviously he's going to be in the lineup if that's the case. And Tyler, um, you know, looks great, feels great. He's he's going to be in the lineup every day. So I think it may not be like a set. I, I don't know that I could tell you the set nine, but we have a pretty good idea of who the, the group is going to be. You know, unless things, you know, change here the next couple of days, which um, you know they're, they're always. I expect it to change a little bit. But we know who the, the core group is.
0: Shout out to Scott Campbell, who talked, who we talked with at Reds Fest, and he asked if they're going to be a uh, everyday eight this year. That's not going to happen, uh, as as David Bell just said. But it really struck me here, and also, and and before I get into that, um, why don't they ask David Bell to help them out with more PR stuff whenever Nick Crawl speaks or Phil speaks or somebody like that, like. I mean David Bell delivers the message and yeah sure I know a lot of people like to say that he has no energy when he delivers the message but he does a very good job of painting the picture there and and that is the kind of PR that I think at least for me it kind of gets me a little bit excited yes we do know that he is very optimistic when talking about return timetables and things like that we've heard some people say they don't think that Joey Votto is going to be ready for opening day David Bell thinks he will be The truth is probably somewhere in between there but what struck me is that when he was asked, and the question was, what positions are set coming into camp? He didn't start with the three that we all figure. I mean, the three we all figure are Tyler Stevenson, a catcher, Jonathan India at second, and uh, Joey Votto at first. He didn't start with those. He started with Spencer Steer and being the starter is starting at third base. I love that. Like I, I can't wait to see more of Spencer State. I love what I saw in that month of September, and he said a couple of months. That just goes to show you that David Bell had a really long month, a really long end of the season there. But uh, it was the month of September and those couple of days of October, so I wouldn't call it a few months. But still, what we saw was very encouraging, and I kind of think that his role eventually on this club is going to be the Ben Zobrist role, the move around, play everywhere, but play almost every day, just at a different position each day that's where he's going to be. But this year, right now they have a need at third base and he is the roll of duct tape that you actually like, maybe like the roll of duct tape. That's like cheetah print or something. You know, it's like really good looking too. Like I think that Spencer steer is the nicer duct tape compared to Nick So I don't know. I, I don't think that's going to stick pun intended. Anyway, Spencer steer at third base. Very excited to hear that because I definitely want to see more of him. And to see what more he's got. And and it's interesting to me too, because this lines up with something that Nick crawl said earlier on when the offseason first began for the reds. And that was that there is no set positions. Now, I, I tend to believe that David Bell's a little bit more correct in that you do have three set positions. Tyler Stevens is going to play catcher. Joey Votto is going to play first. Jonathan India is going to play second base. Now where everyone else fits in is intriguing, but the fact that David Bell already has Spencer steer at the top of his mind for the third base spot is very encouraging for me because, as he's going to say here in a minute, when we're talking about the coaching staff, 2023 is firmly focused on development. And and I think that that is something that a lot of people are taking to mean that the Reds are just gonna be cheap and not try to win, but this is part of the plan. And as much as I I don't, I, I wish that the Reds would be a playoff team this year, based on the parameters that they have set for themselves, Parameters that we as fans cannot change because we don't own the team. And until somebody like Jeff Bezos owns the team, this is how this team is going to compete. This is how this team is going to build itself up to be a playoff team. And in order to do that, you have to bring those guys up who you have invested in, whether through trades or draft and development and see what they've got. And Spencer Steer has shown that he has got a lot to give. And I'm very excited to see what he can do in this lineup but it's clear that the Reds see India's 2022 performance as a result of injury and will give him another look at second base uh, before moving him anywhere else. Plus Spencer Steer is considered a near lock for the starting lineup. And that just, ah, that's just beautiful to me. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right. One word sums up the coaching staff for the Cincinnati Reds. And David Bell gives it here in a moment. But first I wanted to let you know that you can follow the podcast on all the many platforms, including right here on YouTube. If this is your first time watching, thank you so much. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button and click the bell to get notified. Like I said, just an absolutely monumental, massive, huge guest. Cannot hype this enough coming up tomorrow on the show. You're not going to want to miss it. Make sure that you're subscribed. Also, you can follow me and Steve on Twitter because in between episodes, we like to talk about the Reds. We like to tweet about the Reds. We like to tweet about other stuff too. You know, Justin Reed trying to say that he was right. The Chiefs lost, Justin. Just shut up and take your medicine. Anyway, uh, you can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two Fs and you can follow the show at Locked On Reds. All right, there was one more thing, and and David Bell had a lot to say, and there's definitely some different articles out there between Bobby Nightingale writing about uh, this this press conference, and there's a great uh, one-on-one conversation that C. Trent has with David Bell on The Athletic that you should definitely go check out. But these are just the things that stuck out to me. Nick Senzel's role in this roster, Jonathan India not moving, Spencer Steer being considered almost a near lock for the third-base spot. And something that David Bell said about the coaching staff, because with a roster this young, development is key. And that is what the Reds coaching staff is focused on, as David Bell alluded to.
1: One of the things about, you know, I I, I think I'll put myself into this category, but like when we look at our whole staff, one of the most important things to me was Yes, it's the major leagues, like the competitive, you know, they, ha- they all have an edge, but they're all are player development at the core. They love players and they're great at connecting and building those relationships. Um, and they're all very knowledgeable, really well-rounded. They have great skills, but without that ability to connect, it doesn't do you much good. So that was like the priority. And, and we love that part of it. I, I mean, that's our passion, really, just developing people and players. So. Yeah. I
0: I really love the fact that David Bell focused on that. And that was an answer really to the question of, do you manage this team differently with such a young roster? And look, all signs point to development this season, whether that's winning development or more of the same from last year, that'll fall on the core of this team. We've talked about who the core is because there's going to be so many new guys coming up through the team. I mean, obviously Ellie de la Cruz is going to be here sooner rather than later. I'm saying May 1st, don't necessarily think he breaks camp with the team, but it's not going to be very long after that, that he's here. You're going to see guys like Christian Encarnacion strand. You're going to see pitchers like Brandon Williamson and Levi Stout and Andrew Abbott and guys like that are going to be in Cincinnati. And a lot of reason for that is this team needs to be like almost 80% cost-effective people like I'm thinking their payroll is going to look a little bit more like the Cleveland Guardians than it's going to look like the Chicago Cubs or something or even the St. Louis Cardinals and and I would love it if they ran the team like the Cardinals do but I'm not expecting them to go out and be huge spenders like the Cardinals are in on Wilson Contreras they're in on trading for Sean Murphy guys like that maybe the Reds could be in that position next offseason but they're not there right now and I get it I understand it It doesn't mean I have to like it, but that's just where we are. That's where this team is as far as how they have set the boundaries for themselves and not me or you is going to change that. And I love that David Bell understands that. And I think a lot of people, when they think of coaching staffs, they, they think of what they've seen on movies or something, guys that throw chairs around and get really mad and, and, and get all red faced or something. When a guy strikes out, that's just not how things work. And that's not how David Bell's coaching staff is going to do that. They're all very singularly focused on developing these guys. And, and, you know, he mentions at another point in this interview that, yeah, there's a lot of young guys, but a lot of this team has been here. Now like Hunter green, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft, Jonathan India, Tyler Stevenson, Spencer steer, all of these guys that are going to be the future of this team now have their feet wet. They've got it in the taste of major league baseball some to greater extents than others, but they all know what to expect now whenever opening day comes along. So with that, it's now, okay, how do you take that next step? How do you get, how do you unlock the next part of this dude's talent? How do you unlock the potential that a Nick Gladolo or a Jonathan India or a Spencer steer has, or something like that. That's what your coaching staff needs to be wholly focused on. You don't need to have one guy out there that's focused on the here and now, and one guy who's out there focused on the future. We talked about how, you know, there's some old school thinking when it comes to some coaches and there's some analytical thinking that's a good mix but you don't want guys who are arguing against each other saying, no, we need to prioritize winning today versus prioritize getting these guys ready to win next year. Because I think we all know the targets next year, 2023, as much as we are going to hope and as much as we're going to squint and, and and say, yeah, I I think the Reds could hit the over. I'm not expecting that. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they don't hit another hundred loss season. Although at the end of the day, if it's going to lead, which by the way, later on tonight, we have the MLB uh, draft lottery. And if at the end of the day, the Reds get the number one overall pick, I'm not going to be that concerned about those 100 losses. But when you look at this team, it's not ready this year. And you got to get ready very, very soon. Cause as we said yesterday on the pod, Reds fans aren't going to be right, waiting around forever and next Reds Fest, if they have another trudge and sludge and dredge of a season, next year's Reds Fest is going to be even more like, okay, what are we doing here? But I think that there are some things in place, including this coaching staff, that are going to make sure that this year they begin to take that step forward. I love to see that because the key for the Reds in 2023 is definitely development. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Lockdown Reds. Coming up tomorrow, absolutely. I, I think I've said all of the synonyms here, but massive guest. Huge, huge guest on the pod. You're not going to want to miss it. I promise you it's going to be a lot of fun so make sure that you're subscribed and you follow the podcast on all of your favorite platforms including right here on youtube and thanks as always for making us your first listen now go make locked on sports today your second listen they've got the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps and they've got the take of the day as well that's locked on sports today just like locked on reds available everywhere you get your podcasts and totally absolutely All right. As the off season rolls along, we are going to have all of the rumors. We're going to have all the rumblings and we're going to tell you just how hot the stove is because we are locked on reds every single day.